Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Due to scheduling conflicts, Matt wasn't able to appear in all the segments and he'll be popping in and out of the episode. Welcome to Nightlock Podcast, the highest-rated Hunger Games podcast on iTunes, where we cover anything and everything related to the games, featuring news stories, chapter analysis of the books, fan fictions, related music, and other fun segments. My name is Matt. My name is Mariah. <laughs> and I'm Kara. Okay, Matt, you know you move your hands when you talk, even though no one's looking. I'm sorry. You it's a habit. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, moving on. All right, thanks, thanks for that, Mariah. So this is our 25th episode, so we are going to enlighten you listeners on the most recent news in the fandom, discussing the third chapter of Catching Fire, playing a clip of a song and relate it back to the Hunger Games, obviously, um, reading some listener feedback, and we are going to bring back our favorite Dark Duel segment. Woo. And also, a quick reminder, you free guys, to vote for the Hunger Games in the MTV Movie Awards. Yep. You should get on that. So let's beat Harry Potter and Twilight. <laughs> Yay. We're obviously going to, so... Oh, uh, don't get only <laughs> only if we all vote. Only so. the good people vote. Yeah. <laughs> so the true fans out there, you know what you gotta do. <laughs> all right, and now for our news segment, Pan and Post, where we cover the most major news stories in the franchise <laughs> since the last episode. So this is not really a major news story, but since we did talk about Taylor Swift's last Hunger Games music video, she has released another one. But this is a lyrical music video for Eyes Open. So it's kind of like stop motion, and like there's like little pieces of paper moving around on a desk, and it's like all the lyrics. Ooh. I mean, it's I don't know. I only watched half of it. It didn't, <laughs> didn't capture my friend. Yeah, uh, friendship. <laughs> <laughs> your interest. Yeah, all right. I got you. So I don't know. I just thought it was something that you guys need to hear. I guess. But well, North Carolina news reporter Russ Bowen reported via Twitter, "quote Pre-production for Catching Fire starts mid-June and looks like." Soundstage is leaving Charlotte and heading to Atlanta. So Charlotte is in North Carolina and Atlanta is in Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Just to clarify for our, you know, worldly Geography listeners. challenge. Yes. <laughs> um, so he confirmed that there's a strong possibility that the soundstage and production offices for Catching Fire will relocate from Charlotte to a warehouse east of the, <laughs> the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, due to what is likely tax purposes, which is kind of weird because they're a huge franchise. You wouldn't think they have to deal with, right. like, you know, it's like that's an issue. Yeah, everyone's um, got to pay taxes. I guess. <laughs> so possible locations include, as previously reported, Hawaii as well as Jackal Island in Ooh, Georgia. Cool. Um, or a location near Wilmington, North Carolina, which I go to Wilmington all the time, so that'd be awesome if they're end up filming there, because then I could take pictures there, and <laughs> lots of fun. Yeah. Um, so I think we talked about the Katniss Barbie doll. Were you here for that? Matt showed me them online, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a, wait, is this a Barbie doll or an action figure? Now, what, the new story here is new action figures are, you know. Being made. Yeah, they're so. in production to hit shelves um, in the near future. I, I saw the action figures, and I, yeah. I just think it's weird. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. They include Katniss, Rue, Peeta, and Kato, and the one for Kato doesn't look anything like the actor. Yeah. 
And it's, like, like, really strange to have an action figure of yourself. Like, just... Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's weird. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... You know how we we definitely all agree that Twilight got out of hand with the hype that was made mm-hmm. around it? I yeah. feel like that's what's starting to happen. Like, I can see it going downhill with yeah. the action figures. And now there's a Barbie doll? Yeah, there was a Barbie doll a while ago. It was, like, months ago. Oh, Is so. it actually by the Barbie company? I don't know. I, I want to say it is, but I don't... Do they come out with... I don't know. Other Barbies? I feel like I they wouldn't know. do Barbies if they weren't blonde and Katniss is... Well, they have... They, they, they have nice diverse ethnic or something. Like, <laughs> diversity. <laughs> diversity, I yeah. I don't know. I hope it's not a Barbie doll. Yeah. I don't, I'm I'm against the whole... I don't... Action figures, I, I kind of get more than the Barbie. Yeah. Because it's like, they're act- it's an action film, so like, action figures make more sense. Yeah. They're like, hearty and kids can like, play with them and everything, but Barbies Barbie are like... Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, girls aren't going to be like, I want to go shoot someone in the woods. Yeah. I feel like they're making it for like, people who are going to keep it in the box on their shelf. Like, oh, yeah. yeah it's collectors. pristine condition. Yeah, I mean, even I'm not going to buy this stuff. Yeah. So. Right? <laughs> really, there's no need for anyone to get this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, yeah, I I don't, I don't know, the whole thing is just... Yeah, I definitely feel it's, like, just for people who want memorabilia and collect it. Yeah. Well, an exciting news story on a happy note, WorkingMother.com has published a list of the most powerful moms in 2012, and this came out on Mother's Day. Um, so guess who made the cut with only ten other moms? Katniss Everdeen, except she's not really pregnant. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) No, it's a real person. Um... The author! Oh, she's like, oh... (laughs) I read this, too. I read this when I was looking over stuff. Oh, my God. Why did... I was going to say um, Effie Trinket, but I meant um, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> You'd be like, Elizabeth Banks! Wait, no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Amazon.com. <laughs> Moving on. No, no. Oh, wait. Same story. Sticking on. <laughs> Announced this year <laughs> that Collins had become the best-selling Kindle author of all time, and a Time magazine named Collins one of um, 2012's most influential people in the world. So wow. that's kind of what they talked about in the article cool. of her being the um, one of the best moms in the world. Yeah. Um, so she has two kids, um, an older son, I think like 17, like Ooh. our age. <laughs> Uh, never mind. um, (laughs) Pretend you didn't hear that. (laughs) And then a younger daughter. We actually talked to someone that knew her daughter. Yeah, a friend of a friend. Yes. So, um, yeah, so that's cool, just kind of knowing that she's a mom. And I didn't know that before the premiere that she was a mom. I could have guessed that, but... I feel like I knew she was a mom because I've seen... She... When the books first came out, I went on Susan Collins' website, and there's a Mm -hmm. picture of her. And it wasn't like she was 20 years old or whatever, so I just right, figured so she, she, just had figured she had to be a mom. And yeah. she wrote children's books, too. That's so true, yeah. I just inferred mm-hmm. that she had children. Yeah. Well, our last news story is The Starving Games is a spoof movie on The Hunger Games and is in the works by Scary Movie. So they've also produced other parodies, other parody movies such as Meet the Spartans, Disaster Movie, and Epic Movie. So their plan is to include other franchises such as The Avengers... Avengers, Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> and the ending of the most monumental franchise of all, Harry Potter. So they're not focusing on all of Harry Potter, just like, I guess, the last movie or whatever. Yeah. But, um, so this should be interesting. Um, there's no, when they're, there's no date of when they're gonna start filming or when uh, it's coming out, but apparently it's in the works. I don't know. So. It kind of makes me cringe because, like, 
I used to really like those movies. Like, I liked the scary movies, and mm-hmm. I really liked, um, like, I used to watch, they did, like, one on, like, it was, like, a spoof of Narnia or something. Yeah. I don't remember I which think that was, was Epic Movie, because yeah. it was a little bit of Harry Potter, mostly Narnia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, like, I liked those a little bit, but then I just felt like they, like, were going downhill. And, and like, a lot I of them weren't like funny. Them. Like, there were so many moments. It was, was like, like, stupid humor that yeah. wasn't really funny. So now, like... I don't care if they do a spoof on The Hunger Games, but, like, I want it to be good. Like, yeah. if you're going to do it, make it good, which I have a feeling this movie won't be good. So. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think the SNL skit was good. If yeah, they did something like, like, if they stuck to that, mm-hmm. that would be good. But, um, yeah, if they do anything else, it's just not going to work. Yeah. 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 We'll see. It's going to cringe. <laughs> Maybe we could do a review episode of it if it even has that much info. Yeah, right? <laughs> we'll just tear it apart. Yeah. Alright, so our next segment is Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen, our main segment, analyzing the books by chapters. Now, we've opened up discussion to the entire series, um, as we've mentioned before, and so we've started analyzing Catching Fire, so today I'm going to lead discussion with Chapter 3. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> so so I don't know I laughed. I don't know <laughs> someone else to introduce me, so I'm like, so today Kira's going to lead. <laughs> Alright. Well, Matt did the last chapter, if you guys recall, and he we left you off... You still remember me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we left off with President Snow having a meeting with Katniss and telling her that she needs to convince him that she truly does love Peter. That line convinced me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he also remarks that he knows about her and Gail's kiss, and that was kind of like the last page. So we have now Katniss kind of remarking how um, President Snow's breath smells of blood, which we yeah. later find out why that is. Should we talk about that now? Yeah, because yeah. I, well, I don't well, know. Well, I don't well, remember. Well, well. Okay, well, basically, it was something like stomach. Oh, okay, here's know. okay. Here's the thing that I'm thinking about right now, and I don't think they're both right. One, he drinks blood, or two, he has, like, stomach ulcers, and they make his, like, it. Well, he, no, he drank poison. the gum in his mouth. Makes yeah, because he, he uh, was with... I don't understand, like, his enemies or something, and they all, like, he was trying to get them to drink this thing, so he drank the poison as well. And so, even though he had the antidote, anecdote? Yeah. Antidote. He still, like, his mouth still bleeds, and that's why he wears the rose to, like, cover up the smell, but kind of smells blood and roses. Okay. So. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so we find that out later in the book. In the third book. In the third book. Stomach ulcer. I don't even know. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, so, uh, we know that Katniss is eating a cookie decorated with a tiger lily, which I just wanted to point out, it's not a big deal, but last episode Matt was saying that it was just a cookie, and I knew it was a tiger lily, so <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point out. I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, it was, right, it was well, a cookie decorated with a tiger lily. are black, so. Anyway. We're not even going to No, we're not But you can be right about the tiger lily, but I'm right about the berries. No. And Katniss has a nice quote in here. A direct threat to Gale with others to follow, everyone I love doomed. So, I know we keep, like, coming back to this whole, like, love triangle, but I think this proves that she does love Gale, because in the next sentence she says, everyone I loved, so, or love. Katniss is just in a huge mess. I know. Oh, no, sweetie. What's wrong? Yeah. Honey, <laughs> you need to sit down. Yeah. And so Katniss asks, asks herself, who else will pay for my actions? Meaning that, you know, when she was in the arena, she had the nightlock berries, which are red, and so... She's, she's thinking that now, like, who else is going to have to die because of her? And I kind of like thinking about it now, how just relating her to Harry Potter, Harry's always like, who's going to die because I'm 
you know, yeah. because the Dark Lord's after me, and, you know. Wham, wham, just I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's life, deal with it, yeah, move right. on. Like, if there will, like... If there's a way she can prevent it, then it's like, do it, do but... It. But, and then especially for the Harry Potter books, when he was like, sorry to talk about Harry Potter, because I know we're not that kind of podcast, but... <laughs> we're not those people. <laughs> no, 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 but I just mean, like, I, I don't like it when, like, he's, people are dying for me, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and it's like... Well, they want to. Like, they're doing it willingly. And, and it's like, not some like of them are. You know, maybe not yeah. all of them, but, like, they're doing it for a cause, and you're just like, Meh. Yeah, it's like, I feel exactly. so bad. It's like, get over yourself. You're not that important. Yeah. Kira, that's like your childhood, Harry Potter. What? Like, oh, oh. you criticize Oh, no, no. It's good to criticize things you love. You know, it puts things in yes. perspective. Yeah, criticize so, I know, right? Yes, Kira. Yeah. So, Katniss feels pressure to accomplish what Snow suggested with her family and friends in danger, which is to convince her Convince him that she's in love with Peter. I think that's true, though, to convince herself, too. Yeah, to convince herself. First, she has to convince herself, and then maybe yeah, President maybe it'll, it'll actually show. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it will come true. We don't know. Yeah. Um, so she doubts her abilities to showcase her love, saying that Peter is the likable one and that he's the one that is, you know, better with public speaking and just she she has different skills than him, which we've kind of, you know. She's the man. Yeah. What? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you said yes, so you agree. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good movie. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you say movie? I said good movie. The one with the man of binds in it. No? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't even making a reference to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Katniss is, like, shielding the worry from her mother by lying that President Snow always comes to see the victors. So this is kind of, like, her reversing the roles of, like, mother and daughter, that she's protecting her own mother from... Her own life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is her mom's life. This is Prim's life. And, like, she's still trying to be, like, the caretaker. Yeah, even that's though her mom. What, yeah, that's what she did in the first book, too. Yeah, like, even though her mom is now, like, doing more of the cooking and, like, will, like, draw her bath for her, which is kind of weird. <laughs> you know, she's still taking on that caretaker role. And that's what she did with Prim, too, in The Hunger Games. You know, like, she kind of automatically yeah. took on that. First, especially for someone in need, she just kind of took on the caretaker role. What, Matt? <laughs> Jesus, oh, my gosh. Are you done? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, go, go, go! <laughs> I feel like all the same, like, plot lines and everything is just the same in this book, too. Like, Katniss being the caretaker, Katniss with the love child, mm-hmm. Katniss internal emotions. It's, like, nothing new. Yeah. The only thing that's new is just, like, her with the victory tour and then, like, not being able to see it and then like, her getting called back into the arena. Like, but everything I mean, else is exactly the same. I think we're same. still in that review stage for Yeah, and it's just, it's annoying because, like... Are you oh, saying the whole book is like that? No, no. I'm just saying, no. like, this part... Oh, this it, part. It's okay. annoying because it's like, oh, I just love Peter. Now I love Gail. Now I have to take care of my family. It's so annoying. Yeah. Because it's like, really, you don't have to spend three chapters on this. We get it. If you read the first book, you know. You, all you need to do is sum it up in a chapter. Yeah, yeah. I think she needed to do it just... But she needs to start, like, developing the characters and, like, yeah, there was yeah. months that we don't know really what happened. And there so. are books that get right into the action and on, like, the third page you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, like, you're like, what? wait, what character is this? You're trying to keep track of everything. Yeah. This, Except, it, like, in sequels, too, it happens. Like, wait, wait, wait. I mean, like, it's fun when you get into the action stuff, but, like, you right. can't start it right off the bat. Yeah. I think I'm not saying to get into the action stuff. I'm just saying to skip all this recap of her emotions that we already know. Yeah, but you need to for the That's readers. That's because you're a man and you don't appreciate emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate emotions. Burn. Thanks, girl. Yeah. This is a competition. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're don't too nice. I appreciate emotions more than you. I don't want to be peace in your games, Mariah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. Well, 
you guys need to mend your relationship. And so does Katniss and her mother. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Really nice segue here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so no, Katniss starts. Tight. Yeah, sorry. I know. I'm sorry. So, I interjected. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Different <laughs> relationship now. Um, so Katniss starts asking her mother to do things for her quote, instead of brushing her aside like she did in the first book. So we do see character development, and these chapters are important for those reasons. <laughs> Whoa, sorry. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's what you get. So, um, a quote, another quote from Katniss I thought was significant. Uh, My time in the arena made me realize how I need to stop punishing her for something she couldn't help. Now, Aww. we've talked about um, Katniss's mom not being able to help it, but, I don't know, like, I don't remember everyone's opinion on this, but... I don't know, because it's, like, so, I feel like it's kind of conflicting, because when Katniss says something like that, you're like, oh, yeah, she has a point, but then you also, like, a, the chapter that I analyzed, which is chapter two, I think it was? One. Chapter one. one. Yeah. Um, it said, it talked about Hazel, which is Gail's mother, and how Hazel had more kids than Katniss's mother, and still was able to, like, be a mother, you know? So it's like... I kind of see where Katniss is coming from, but then at the same time, Katniss just, like, talked about how much respect she had for someone who didn't act like her mother, so, yeah. Do you think, because she was saying, like, oh, I'm okay, like, before Katniss went into the game, she was like, I'm okay, I didn't have the resources I have now, like, assuming to be medication. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think, because, like, if you do have depression, like, medication, you know, helps helps it, so that it's a clinical thing, it's not, it's like, if you have cancer, it's like, you know... You can't help that. Yeah. You know, so is depression the same thing, or is it a little different? Uh, I don't know. Someone else talk. <laughs> no, keep going. What do you think? I'm, like, in a corner here. Like, I don't know. I feel for... Am I drilling you too much? <laughs> no, kind of. I mean, I just, like, it's hard because I've never... I don't have a family member who's ever dealt with it. I've never been close to someone who's dealt with it. So, like, yeah. I could say, like, for me, I could say, like, oh, they should have just gotten over it and stuff like that, but I don't know how it really is, so... Depression yeah. is not something that, like, you wake up one day and know that you're depressed. It's an actual medical condition. And it's which like, I just it's said. like Come- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, it's something that you can't just, like, get over and, like, distract yourself from. And it from. doesn't, and it's it, like, over time. It eats like, away yeah. at you constantly, and, like, that's all you But you can push out. through it. Like, just because you're not no, happy doesn't mean you, you can't provide you really for your can. family. Yeah, sometimes like, you really can't push through depression. Like, that's the thing. It's different for everyone, and it's different for who it affects, too. So, like... I don't know, like, Matt might be like, oh, yeah, whatever, I know they have a clinical thing, so it's not my, you know, like, I don't have to worry about it, but for me, I might, like, I would probably get really frustrated and be like, I know you got your whole medical thing going on, but I'm still here, like, yeah. you know, so, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm split. And there's yep. so, so many different ways to cope with the depression, too. It's like, some people just sit around, they don't do anything, and that's what leads to depression more. Mm-hmm. Some people try to distract themselves from it. And it can go vice versa, too. Some people lead to, like, self-harm. That's a way to cope with it. It's not a healthy way, but it's, like, if that's the only way that you feel that, like, you don't realize you're doing it. Okay. And so it's, like, you actually... Like, right, we're gonna stop, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> PG, PG. Because, like, I don't want it to sound like you're condoning it, you know? I'm yeah. not condoning it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm, but you're, I'm not like, money, if that's I'm what like, you gotta do, you gotta do I'm it. Not saying, <laughs> I'm like, just saying that, like, I'm saying, like, it's that's, some, that's some way people face. turn to. Yes, like, they don't realize there are any m- multiple other options. But there are. And there, there are, are self-help lines. And my yeah, mom is a social completely. worker, and she can help you with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so get help. <laughs> what, are we, what are we even talking about now? Okay. Mm. All right. Well, Katniss, going back to the text here, brings up how her mother remarked she was too young to have a boyfriend when they got off the train um, when the press was around. And, you know, they're 
again, they're playing those roles, and her mom just kind of fit right in with it. Oh, you're too young to have a boyfriend, and kind of making it funny and, um, you know, playing that up. Yeah. So it's interesting that her mom kind of knew yeah. that she should do that. Um, yeah, because that's actually really helpful. Because yeah. Because that's, like, the excuse for the, like, separation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I can't see you. Like, mm-hmm. Now, do you think her mother thinks that Katniss is actually in love? Like, while she's watching the games, like, she's back in District 12. Do you think... She believes her daughter is falling for Peta. I don't think so. No, she can see through it. Yeah, I feel like she can't, especially because she like sees when Katniss is home and like I don't know. I think she realizes Katniss's love for her family and like Prim is stronger than her her like fake love or whatever mm-hmm. love she has for Peta because it's like she would do anything to get back to Prim. So it's like right. that would mean like if she had to make up a fake love story to get back to Prim, then. Am I right. answering the question? Yeah, yeah, you oh. are. It's like I had something and then I lost it, so I'm like, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Katniss's mother believes the love story. Now, I mean, Katniss, Katniss's mom doesn't know her as well as, like, her dad did. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that she really does know Katniss, if, she can be able, if she's able to tell if she's yeah. actually in love? Well, that's a whole maternal instinct thing. You kind of know... What your daughter's feeling. I'm Says sorry, the man. I'm sorry. Like, oh, gosh. No, it's like, continue. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I'm done now. Fine. You're going to criticize me. I'm done. Don't be so emotional. <laughs> Come on. This is our 25th episode. Why all the issues? We're, <laughs> We're just so hyped up. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, that's it. Can't believe it's the 25th. What if we get to like 50 and 100? What if we are going to get there? (laughs) If we last that long. And 100? (laughs) 150? 200? Okay. We don't have enough books to talk for 200 episodes. Oh, we do. do. We'll find a new series and everyone better follow (laughs) us. Nightlock. (laughs) Nightlock, a horror games podcast. (laughs) Now we're talking about Insurgent. Yeah, definitely. Um, Alright, so while Katniss is in the bathtub, she (laughs) contemplates... As I was writing this, I knew you guys were going to I'm sorry, the way you said it, you were kind of in the bathtub. In the bathtub. <laughs> well, she's contemplating in who to confide in about her confrontation with President Snow. So she considers Cinna, but then she's like, oh, but they already think he's rebelling. And then she thinks about Peta, and, and she's like, well, what good would that do? He's going to play the role great, and he's not really playing a role, as we know. Mm-hmm. And then Hamish, but she's still kind of unsure. So she tries to forget her problems and thinks about times where she was swimming with her dad in that pond, lake thing in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, quote, over the course of the last five years, the lakes are remarkably unchanged and I'm almost unrecognizable. So it just shows, like, how much she's been through in the last five years, mm-hmm. I mean, including the Hunger Games and killing people and losing her dad. And yeah. So everything. did she go back to the lake? Yeah, she's gone back to like a couple times, mm-hmm. but she also does mention that she never brought Gail back there. It was kind of like a sacred place. Ah, uh, right. And that you know she used to have like great times with her dad there, and like every time she goes back, it's just kind of like, I don't know, depressed, depressing. Yeah, yeah. You know, just because it's like nostalgic. Yeah. Ooh. So. Sorry. You <laughs> always have to do that when we use a nice word. She uses good words. <laughs> yeah, she does. I love her <laughs> so abruptly, Katniss's prep team comes into the bathroom right away, and they remark how her eyebrows are grown in and her nails are all bitten, and so it's like she's just in the bathtub. They just come in, like... (laughs) No boundaries. (laughs) Yep, no boundaries. And so while they're working on her, we're reminded that Katniss gets to be a mentor in the upcoming Hunger Games, so we're still getting filled in. (laughs) Sorry. That's a whole another emotional 
turmoil that she has to go yeah. through now, didn't like, I? Which I don't think she's even really thinking about it too much. Like, it was a really small paragraph that she wasn't, she was more thinking about, like, what Hamish went through and that it's good that he's not going to be alone this year or something. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so we know the book doesn't go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Right. But just, like, imagine, like, if she had, it, like, yeah. I don't know, that's just, I feel like yeah. that could be a whole nother book about her being a mentor, like, yeah. how terrifying that would be. She or, like, just... strategies of how she networks with everyone and, oh, you know, get Johnny yeah. his thing and so he can survive. Yeah, and, you know. I feel like that could be, like... Do you oh, feel like gosh. she would work with, like, the District 11 mentor because of what she did for Rue and... What they did but for I don't her think they'd the be bread. allowed to do that. No, they are. The mentors are allowed to talk to each other. Talk to each other, but not. I feel like her together. biggest but, problem, if she was a mentor, was actually trying to like get money from people because you. Can, it's so like her hate for the capital and the capital's people is so palpable. Like you can, like I can't imagine her being in like, um, like talking to the capital people and being like, "Hey, want to give me money for my district?" And like yeah. them, like like fawning over her and be like, "Oh, you survived. You're so great. Where's PETA?" Like I just. She would hate that. I also feel like it would be hard for her to let go of that tribute that she's training because mm-hmm. she would try so hard to not develop a like or a would attachment she not? to that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. Like, would she be cold on the outside, but in the inside she would be like she normally doesn't have all these emotions? Or would she, as she's training that person, develop those two people, develop that emotional connection with them, like Hamish did with? Cadiz and Peta? No, or I don't think she, she would. Would she just shut them out? And just she would them, shut them out. And them on top do. of that. It's going to be people from her district, so people she probably yeah. knows, too. Yeah, yeah. They met, um, she mentioned in the same paragraph that, um, you know, every time she walks past the school or, like, you know, like, the, the thing, um, that, you know, when she goes past, the she's thing, like, you know what, uh, what is it called? Like, the, the, the square? Hub? The square, no, no, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I the know square. The town square. There yeah. we go. Um, that she's like, who's going to be, like, who am I going to have to mentor? Like, who's going to die in my hands kind right. of thing. I'm so. like, oh, my gosh. That's that would have been, like, a whole nother book for Susan Collins. Like, what if Gail got in there? Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. I, well, wasn't that his last year? Because he's 18. Oh, right, right, right. So he's okay because he's working the coal mines now. Yeah, but, like, but. someone else. I don't know. It's just so. Or, like, one of Gail's brothers or something. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Do you think that she would have turned to, like, alcoholism or something like that the way Hamish did? In order to mm. cope with it, because he, uh, the only reason Hamish turned into drinking is because he's lost so many tributes in the Hunger Games yeah. so many times, he just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. And his own Hunger Games. And his like, own, uh, yeah, so it's like, he turned to alcohol and just to get his mind off it, and then he became addicted to it. Do you think Katniss would do something like that, because she won't be able to handle the emotions? Or would she, would she do what she normally does and just escape into the woods yes. and, like, I think she would just yeah. do her well, normal thing? I think, I don't think she would escape, in, escape into the woods, I think she would just go into herself and become really cold and mm-hmm. really distant Bottle up from all her everyone. Emotions. Yes. Yeah. Because, and she would just be alone with her mind all the time. She, she has so much problems with her emotions. And but stuff. then she's yeah. risking it of like unleashing it at the most inconvenient time because that's the thing. If you have all your emotions bottled up, you have to, you're going to let them out all at once. Yeah. At like the most, like you're going to have that point where the slightest thing will tip you over. Mm-hmm. And, and then she would like, like she imagine her like unleashing on like the capital people. Then they're yeah. like, oh no, we ain't going to fund your. <laughs> or, Girl, okay, we're, now we're going to go kill your family because yeah, you did that. Right. So it's like she's always, like, on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also because she's never had someone to talk to about everything. Like, I mean, yeah. she had Gail, but Gail never really understood her the way, like, her father did, for example. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, if her father was still alive, I think she would be more emotionally stable. Yes. Because yeah. he would be able to consult her and, like, have that mother-daughter connection. Not mother-daughter. Father-daughter. Daughter connection that... She can't really get with her mother or, like, with Gail or mm-hmm. any other parental figure besides her father. Now that he's dead, she 
is basically left alone mm, but yeah. to being, handle everything. Yeah, but that being said, if her father was around and still alive, I don't think she would be as strong as she was in the games. Yeah, that's true. Because that's I feel like she would, since she would know more about love, she would be able to express her emotions. She wouldn't be as, like, stone cold as she is. So, I But she wouldn't have known all the survival skills. I think she would have yeah. been good. It's like a double-edged sword. No, yeah. I feel like I she like, would have known the survival skills better. Because her father would, like... Yeah, but she wouldn't be, feel the need, like, oh, my God, I need, like, I need to hunt this thing or I'm going to die. Like, and it's that yeah. pressure that's, like, okay, I need to get good at this. Yeah, I think... Oh, dad's around, she doesn't right. need to. And, I mean, we don't know a ton about her dad, but I don't... I didn't get the sense that he was, like, a violent person or anything like that. Yeah, that He either. wanted to kill things. He usually <laughs> would... If he was going to kill an animal, like he taught her, he would kill it to, like, to live and eat and, like, use every part mm-hmm. of it and stuff. Just like the Indians. Yeah, yeah. so, um... Native Americans. Native. No, politically <laughs> <laughs> no, incorrect. Um, but so I just feel like he, she would be more proficient, but she wouldn't be as ruthless as sometimes she was. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Good discussion. Yeah. And we know that now coming up is the quarter quell, so that's a whole other <gasps> layer of madness. 25th episode? Okay. Yeah, I know. I was going to well, say that. Well, this is 75, so... But, okay, but, but quarter quell. We're in our own quarter quell. 25 is quarter, so... Yeah, we are yeah. a quarter quell. So. Um, but this is my question... Okay, so, like, I, this, this is just one of the things that boggles my mind. Like, J.K. Rowling and her, how she planned the whole series, like, my, like, it just makes me think, from book one, did she plan the whole thing with J.K. Rowling? And then it's like, now from Suzanne Collins, did she know that she wanted to have something special for the 75th Hunger Games? Like, when she was writing the first one, mm-hmm. was she, like, did she make oh, it yeah, specifically to 74? Yeah, like, did she definitely. just pull the number 74 out of her... Or it just, it just yeah. happened to be 70... <laughs> it just happened to be the 75th. She's like, oh, I can use this. Like, that's the thing I that, like, so. when people write books, I think it's amazing, because it's like, it you plan so far, like, ahead. Like, I always picture authors with, like, those huge boards yeah. of, like, cork, and just... Like, just <laughs> like this, a cork board? Yeah. <laughs> Those boards of court, the court board. Yeah, but like with their little fun packs, like this could go here and then, and then with all the lines yeah. and yarn. And then like really, it's one big story, but they yeah. just split it up into books. And like then they're just like, and then they take a ruler. They're like, all right, well, end this here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so yeah, it just amazes me. Like, yeah, it's so cool. Like yeah. <laughs> as well. Do you want to say it again? Is it that cool, Kira? It is. <laughs> All right. All right. Go ahead. Well, we learned that Hamish won the second quarter quell, where there was twice as many tributes. So for District 12 not having many victors, and for him to win the one with double the amount of tributes, and you know, yeah. you know, it's twice as hard essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's quite remarkable. So <laughs> quite <laughs> remarkable. Really, it is. So Katniss remarks how he never talked about his personal experience in the game. So she, he was always saying, well, oh, you gotta, you got to suck up to the Capitol people so that they'll sponsor you. But he never actually talked about, this is how I survive. <laughs> All right. So Katniss's mother shows the prep team how she styled Katniss's hair the day of the reaping. And they, Katniss was just saying how nice they were being to her mom and, like, really enthusiastic. Like, wow, you're so good at this and everything. And she's kind of feeling guilty of how she's judged the Capitol people and, like, how would I be in their shoes? Like, would I be just like them, or would I be different like Cinna? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of contemplating that a little bit. Because, well, because you, of how nicely they yeah. treated her. What do you guys mother. think? Um, I mean, if she was, I mean, if she grew up in that lifestyle, yeah, and she was around about it, she was never exposed to like the stuff that goes on in districts 10 okay. through 12, I think she would be the same. And, like, her father didn't die. And I she, don't think so, though. Because I it's really, like the nature versus nurture. Like, you have but the genes depends. you have, and then... 
So that that's because that's like dependent on her environment. She would never have learned exactly. like the skills of archery if she wasn't out in the woods. But like part of the environment is that you you've grown up in this lavish lifestyle where you're just able to so just the capital, so the capital is great for her. If she was if she was born and raised in the capital, mm-hmm. I feel like she would have the same like expression of emotions as everyone else there because like she wasn't she's never been exposed to those kinds of things but maybe once she was exposed to the other districts and yeah, how serious right. that was then okay. she would turn a little bit yes and partially the only reason why she was so defiant against the capital was one because her father died because of like the mining thing mm-hmm. and the second because gail used to go on his tangents too right and so it all kind of fuels it, up it kind of like you listen to it and then she takes it in and then that kind of like gives her own opinions about it mm-hmm well, eventually, Katniss sees Cinna again, and, of course, in his plain, simple clothes with just a little golden eyeliner. <laughs> and so she feels hopeful having him there, finally. And we learn she's been talking on the phone with him, and so, and they have um, worked together for her talent that she needs to have. And so every victor must have their own talent to do in their spare time, since they don't need a job or do anything in their society. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, Cinna has done all the work for her. And kind of like, all right, I designed this, just say you did it. And then oh, she yeah, like, showcases it to the camera. Right, right, right. right. And then, yeah. <laughs> I feel like everything in the Hunger Games is plagiarism. <laughs> Except for the actual <laughs> in book. <laughs> right. Um, so then Effie comes into the scene, directing the cameras, and she's, all right, everybody on time, on time. And Katniss is just saying, we never get anywhere without her. So she's, you know, a little redeeming qualities in Effie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when Katniss starts, um, you know, showing the cameras all her dresses and everything. And then and the wedding that she's supposed to have with right. Anita, that's it? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's not introduced yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so then Katniss is watching Prim giving an interview. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the pain of Rue hits her because mm-hmm. of the way Prim was like standing or something that kind of reminded her of Bird. And then all of a sudden oh, right. it was like, bam, in the book. And, um, and then she's talking about how she like misses her so much and mm-hmm. that, you know, who else is she not going to be able to save from the evil hands of the capital? That's funny, because, like, when she saw Rue, she thought of Prim, but now when she sees Prim, she thinks of Rue. Wow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the coat Cinna has Katniss wear is made of an animal called an ermine? Is that it? I thought that was weird. I don't know. Like when I first read the book, I skimmed over it, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, just kind of like highlighting maybe, that. Yeah. Maybe one of our viewers knows. Maybe. What it is. Well, I'm guessing that it's some, <laughs> I'm guessing that it's some like animal that yeah. Collins made up. That is just part oh, of the NM. Okay. Like, like genetically, of, like the you. genetic modification type yeah. thing. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. She doesn't go into it, does she? Yeah, it's, she's just that's like, oh, it's made out of this. And then she's like, okay. It was like one line. Like, yeah. You maybe know. it's like, a, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't get it unless you analyze the books like us. <laughs> but, and then uh, Senna has a nice line. You're bringing earmuffs back in style. And she's like, I hate earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but she's like. The reason she hates earmuffs is because, like, you know, she was deaf in one ear, and, like, she's, she still oh. finds herself testing her ears and everything, and oh. so uh, she has a little reason to it, but still is kind of, like, fun. I hate earmuffs. Hate earmuffs. <laughs> that should be the title of our episode. Yes. <laughs> so, of course, she has the pin on her um, sweater, what is it called? Ermine coat. Yeah, her coat. <laughs> her coat. So then the camera crew is shooting Katniss and Peta reuniting um, together. And so then right before Katniss goes on screen, she 
hears uh, Snow's voice in her head, convince me. So it's kind of the reoccurring theme in the chapter that, you know, she needs to convince Snow. Mm-hmm. So she starts walking towards Peta, and then they break out into a run. And Peta tries to catch her, and they both go down in the snow. And then they have their first kiss since the games while still lying in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward sentence. Still in the snow. Still kissing. (laughs) Yeah, so, and she was kind of just saying how, like, Peter was still, like, there for her and, like, still a solid rock, even though, you know, even though they've been, like, distant, you know, when they're on screen, they're still, you know, right back where they were last time. (laughs) They're both actors. Right. So they board the train, and then once night falls, Katniss confides in Hamish about um, her confrontation with Snow, because she figures that Hamish will be able to guide her through everything. And so she just asks him, you know, could you just help me through convincing Snow that I'm in love with Peta? Mm-hmm. And then he says, quote, no, Katniss, it's not just this trip. And then he goes on to say, even if you pull it off, they'll be back in another few months to take us all to the games. You and Peta, you'll be mentors now. And every year from here on out, and every year they'll revisit the romance and broadcast the details of your private life. And you'll never be able to do anything but live happily ever after with that boy. Wow. That, like, sets so, in. Yeah, she, like, is like, whoa, that it's yeah, real. your future's, like, decided for you. Yeah, you can't. I guess that's why, that's, like, why Suzanne Collins couldn't go the direction with the, like, having her as a mentor, because then, like, I mean, like, so we were talking about how these are kind of the review chapters, and how it's Mm -hmm. so, like, tedious to go through, like, oh, yeah, we know they're not in love, and we know, like, everyone's watching her and stuff like that, so I guess that's why Suzanne Collins couldn't make her a mentor, because that's how all the rest of the books would be, like, she would always be watched and she would always like have to keep up this fake romance and be unhappy so now do you think maybe Mockingjay would have been better if she was a mentor in the games um I don't know my opinion on on, um Mockingjay is like weird because I just felt like it was so different from the other two books because the other two books you were the characters were in the arena and the book was centered basically around the Mm -hmm. arena and then in the third book, Mockingjay, even though, I mean, like, she kind of says, like, the city is, like, the arena at one point, it's not the same. And it's, like, now she's, like, out of a whole different setting. And it's, it's I don't know, it's just kind of weird. It's, like, it's, like, it's changing the whole setting of the book. So I don't know what Suzanne Collins could have done, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just felt yeah. like she, it would have been repetitive to make it, like, in the arena again. Like, oh, we're going to put you back in the arena or something. But, like, if she was a mentor, time. then it would be a whole new aspect. Kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, she probably could have done it. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen TV shows where, like, I don't know, the whole TV show is about a hospital and this one place and yeah. everyone's around the hospital, but then all of a sudden in one episode, like, someone's in a different state. Like, yeah. wait, what? Like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. This yeah, is not it, it just doesn't, like, fit in. Yeah. And that's how I feel like Mockingjay kind of was. Yeah, it was awkward and it just... I don't know. It, like, the book kind of dragged on for me. Yes. Like, I was, like, reading it, reading it, still reading it. I yeah. was like, when is this ending? Especially since I got through the, both the first two books in, like, mm-hmm. a couple, like, the first one I got in, like, a day and a half, and then yeah. the next one I did in, like, I don't know, like, two days, or two or three days or something. Mm-hmm. Third one, it took me, like, a couple weeks, which yeah, is like, oh, here. no, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Yeah. And, um... So Katniss ends the chapter with, he means there's only one future. If I want to keep those I love so alive and stay alive myself, I'll have to marry Peta. 
So now at this point, they're not engaged or anything. No, I don't. I don't um, think so because like I know if, if it hasn't said it, it didn't say it in my no. chapter, Matt's chapter, or your chapter, yeah. so it hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the first time where it's saying like marrying Peta is gonna be a bad thing, especially yeah. for like I feel like the readers it's gonna be a bad thing because you finally feel for Katniss instead of being like go with Peta, go with Peta, but now yeah. it's like oh you wait, have to. Yeah. there's no choice. Yeah. So now we're moving on to the segment, Capital Opera. So this is the usual music segment where each week I select a song, or Kira usually sometimes... Every other week, every yeah. O- oh, we're doing that now? No, I'm just saying that? that we record every other week. Oh, sorry. We're not a weekly podcast, sorry. unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we select a song based on the Hunger Games or chapter. Since we're, like, decided that it's going to be, like, we're covering all the books, so it can be any book, but we can relate it to Mockingjay or even back to the Hunger Games. Um, so the song I selected this week is called Little Bird by Ed Sheeran. So, guys, just take a listen to it, and we'll see. thought about with this song is um little bird thought about was mockingjay i know okay. <laughs> that's, right. I'm kind like, that's kind of like little but then it gets figurative wait, wait for it i'm not done yet Here we go. and um so the mockingjay you know katniss is supposed to be the mockingjay yeah so this is obviously a Peta or gail katniss song and referring to the mockingjay saying if the mockingjay's hurt with the broken leg can be okay oh, little okay. sense is when katniss gets her leg burned obviously in the first book okay. it can also be um when prim dies in the third book mm-hmm. or that kind of thing when um she loses Peta, or when, um... Like, how she's... The bird is broken, and she's either broken emotionally or Yeah, because Peta yeah. hurts his leg, too. Yeah. Could Peter a lot the, of people hurt that. This thing, everyone Peta, can be a little Peta, bird. Peta can be the bird, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my whole spiel, and that's what I got from the song. I got more that they... It was kind of like um, that they were disjointed. Their relationship was not, like, together, and it was not, you know, fluent as it was before. Now it's kind of, um, I don't know, broken. Like a like little Katniss. bird's leg. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> um, I tried to be, like, analytical. I know, I know, and you tried. <laughs> Let me see, what did I see? Oh, I think one of the lyrics was, like, go back to sleep or something. Yeah. That was, like, the only thing I remembered, so I just, I, I connected it to, like, in the cave scene, where, like, they're, like, both comforting each other, and they're both, like, go back to sleep, like, don't wake up. No, no, no. Don't wake up. <laughs> like, don't, don't, like, sleep for a long time. Don't go to the, the feast or whatever. Oh, and, like, Katniss Just sleep. Him. It'll be better, little her bird. Sugar I'll yeah. fix her your sugar leg. Yeah. Sugar so, yeah. cave scenes from book one. Okay. I think that's 
basically what we always remember to do. No, no, I like the whole birdie thing. It was a nice, like, upbeat song. Usually we have depressing yeah, intense, yeah. Like, depressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah that right. was a lovely song thanks for that yeah yeah <laughs> now moving on to our fun segment dark duels this is our segment where each of us choose a character from the series to put into the arena so we each explain why the character we picked would survive against the other ones we mentioned so mm-hmm. it's only in this case um two tributes against each other so then you listeners will decide who won by voting on our website, nightlockpodcast.com, through a poll on the sidebar of all the pages. It's on the so, right. <laughs> yes, it's on the right. In case, you know, you get distracted by the non-existent sidebar <laughs> on the left. Pretty colors. Yep. <laughs> um, so a newer element to this segment is the timed responses, which I don't think I told you about. But. Oh, no! Oh, my gosh! Okay. So each host gets 60 seconds, since the tributes get 60 seconds on the platform to decide oh. uh, what they're going to do before the games start. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to time you. Yes. All right. I'm just going to announce that I'm doing present snow, if I haven't said that already. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Okay. Ready? All right. Set. Go! Okay. Well, as you know, President Snow is a ruthless president of Penham for at least 25 years, so he's been controlling with an iron fist. Oh, you have it long. written down? Oh! <laughs> okay. So, he's militarily responsible for oppressing the districts, and he has no problem killing in order to keep his power. For example, <laughs> Snow murdered Hamish's family for the force field stunt because it made the capital look foolish, so he just killed them off because he needed to stay in power. Which you would do in your case of killing Cinna, because I'm going to announce who you have. I have Cinna. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> Snow later executes Seneca Crane for allowing Katniss and Peta to live. So, again, ruthless killing. And he's constantly threatened and killed people who stood in his way in his way to hold absolute power over Panem. No mercy. <laughs> so, how much time do I have? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, like eight oh my God, left? I have so much stuff left. That okay. Sick. Um He's oh. obviously highly intelligent and cunning, as evident by his manipulation of Katniss during Catching Fire, and his ability to maintain control over Pan. Stop, 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 stop! All right, I'll, I'll use the rest during my rebuttal round. Okay. Okay. Your rebuttal round. All right. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's a lot of pressure. I hope you're ready. I'm not. <laughs> I don't have anything written down. Okay. Sorry. Going from my brain, improving. Okay. Okay. You're good at that. I'm not. Okay. I'm doing Cinna, and... Oh, I'll, I'll start over. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you, like, a two-second head start. I'm doing Cinna. Go! Wait. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I think Cinna would win in the arena because Cinna is just all-around clever. He understands President Snow and his mischievous ways, and he's also watched Katniss win. And depending on when this battle would happen, because we don't really have a time frame of when our dark duel would happen, mm-hmm. maybe he's watched a lot of victors by then. So he knows the strategies in the arena. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> and he would be able to take President Snow down. And from the movie, we know that Lenny Kravitz is pretty fit. And so I think <laughs> that Cinna would be fit and very, like, agile. And I think he's, like, sparky and, like, wiry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, no, actually, you don't know what I mean. <laughs> You're on the opposing team. So I think he could take him down if it was just an empty battlefield. He would, because I think President Snow is fat. In my mind, he's pretty fat. Like, Santa claus Okay. So I think well, then he can just roll over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think Cinna could take him down really easily. Okay. Boom. <laughs> Do okay. I still have time left? Yeah, I gave you an extra two seconds because I interrupted you for a minute there. Oh. So. All right. 
That's generous. <laughs> You're welcome, you know. I, I figured, you know, try and give you a little head start, you know. All right, well, should I re- rebut that? Rebut me. Rebut you. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, President Snow is not hesitant to use people for his own personal advantage, so he can just take advantage of people like Sinna, and he has power over Sinna because he's the president, so he can therefore just kill him Mm-mm. whenever he wants. Mm-mm. And he only kills people for well-defined reasons. So if... <laughs> so what? So he he knows when to kill people and when not to. Mm-hmm. In this case, kill him. <laughs> should I kill him or should I not? Um, I'll rebut that statement while okay. President Snow is busy thinking about whether he should kill him and plotting out his plans and mm-hmm. his long-term ways to kill people. Sinnoh will take him down by the ankles and punch him in the face. And what <laughs> skills gives him that ability? He's fit. <laughs> yeah, but President Snow has the experience and the knowledge, and he's seen much more, many more Hunger Games than Sinna. But Sinna also understands, so he could He doesn't need up. to understand, he just needs to know how to kill. So he knows how to kill because he's fit, and he knows, mm-hmm. he understands President Snow, so it's not like President Snow has a huge, like, uh, military, mili- militaristic uh, advantage, because Sinna's right there with him, because he's clever. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a All weak right. argument. <laughs> uh, well, you can vote for Mariah or myself or on nightlockpodcast.com. On the right, apparently. On the right. On the right. Right is right. All right, so now we're going to do Mock and Mail. And um, this is where we read listener feedback, such as tweets and emails, um, and we're going to read it on the show. If you, the listeners, would want to send in any feedback, all you need to do is go to nightlockpodcast at gmail.com, and um, there's a good chance that we'll be able to read it on the show, like we are doing now, but with other people's stuff. <laughs> okay, so, um, this is from... Sophia's official? Sophia? Yes, it's pretty long, so get ready. Here we go. You want me to read the whole <laughs> yeah, thing? go ahead. Okay. <laughs> if you're up to the challenge. Here, all right, bear with me. I have just watched Constantine and rewatched I Am Legend with the alternate alternative ending. Francis, Lor- Francis Lawrence is not Gary Ross and are completely different directors. While Gary Ross can write a script, Lawrence can- can't, so th- they lose the ability to have on-the-fly ri- rewrites that a screenwriter slash director such as Ross can add to the film. They're helping this by having the first and second drafts of the screenplay written by two Academy Award-winning screenwriters. This should help Francis Lauren a lot and help with the quality of the film. Sorry, it's really bad. With it having such a short reproduction. Every time I see his name, I want to say, like, he's said Lauren. I know, I just... I can't read this. <laughs> in Constantine, you can see Lawrence has a great eye for visuals and how a camera should move in a shot. Also, the action scenes are clearly shot and have a minimal use of shaky cam, and the CGI is top-notch for a 2005 movie. Constantine overall is average. Watch the Lucifer scene to see what Lawrence can add. With I Am Legend, he makes a notable, be- noticeably better movie, which is quite impressive for a movie with one actor... 75% of the time. His camera work is good. He uses shaky cam only when it's needed and he builds great suspense showing very great suspense showing very little, I guess, of the scenes, I suppose. Um, the two scenes that stick out in is when Sam runs off and Neville has to track her in a dark building full of creatures. 
This shows that he can build suspense while looking at nothing most of the time. Sorry about that. The other scene is when Sam dies. Lastly, Lauren... Spoiler alert. Sam dies. <laughs> Sam's a dog, right? That was so yeah. sad. Oh, that was sad. Okay, anyway, I cried. <laughs> Lastly, Lawrence knows how to shoot action and CGI better than Ross, and he is pretty good filming very dark and emotional parts. In response to your news bit on the script, rewrite. Rewrites happen all the time. Almost every major movie goes through many different rewrites. Rewrites are just an extra step. It adds another perspective to the writing process and helps flush out ideas and situations. For example, the first movie had three major rewrites. The first screenplay was written by Suzanne Collins, the first rewrite was done by a screenwriter named Billy Ray, and the third rewrite was done by Gary Ross and Suzanne Collins. By three rewrites, I mean the first screenplay and two subsequent rewrites. By Brandon B. on Twitter, and I like pot. Oh, yeah, sorry I struggled through that, no, but fine. that was very enlightening about movies. Yeah, definitely, and I think he shows a lot of knowledge about... Francis Lawrence, obviously, just watching the movies and commenting on Fran- that. Franny Lawrence. I can't, <laughs> I can't say his name. <laughs> and also the screenwrite. Sorry, not screenwrite. Um, scriptwrite. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewrite. How many times can we say right? Um, uh, so I think it's it's good because we didn't know stuff like that. Um, yes. But I, I, when he did say that about um, Billy Ray, I think his mm-hmm. name was, um, I do remember that now. Now that he says that the name is familiar. And um, and you have you seen I Am Legend? Yeah, yeah, I saw I Am Legend, and I totally died when... I mean, I cried when <laughs> Sam died. I didn't die. I cried when Sam the dog died, because it was really sad. And I know that sounds pathetic, but I think that's just a testament to how good the director acting was. I'll take the short one, then. <laughs> <laughs> you stink. You're welcome, listener. Unless, unless you want to <laughs> You were so welcome for that beautiful speech I just did. Thanks, Brandon B. Shorten it up next time. Twitter. On Twitter, really? You tweeted that off? Yep. I, I had to piece it all together. He tweeted a little bit at a time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You, you may have to read oh, it, but really? I had to Yeah, it. only un- 180 characters per thing or something. 140. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next email is from Sophia. And she writes, hey guys, I love the podcast. You got me thinking about birthdays in Panem, since we didn't really talk about that too much, Mariah. Because I shut it down, because they don't happen. But what does Sophia say? All right, well, let's see what she says. I do think they celebrate birthdays in some way or another. They might be a little different from our birthdays today. For example, Katniss getting Prim a goat was, in a way, celebrating Prim's birthday, as Mariah said last episode, or whatever episode that was. Yeah. Also, Octavia mentions that it was a mistake to let everyone wear feathers to her birthday party. Oh, good point. Districts closer to the capital may be able to actually have a party. We also know that in the districts, weddings are celebrated, so even if it's not a birthday, there are still celebrations of some kind in the districts. Mm -hmm. The tesserae, is that how we say it, tesserae? Yeah, I say tesserae. Yeah. For the games are signed up for and received on birthdays, which I forgot about. Um, This may not sound like a birthday party, but in a way, it is a celebration that you have escaped the noose of poverty. Noose? Yeah, it's noose. Katniss Everdeen, the Hunger Games. (laughs) Wait, wait, from her? I think she's citing it, like, as a joke, because we were talking about citing our sources. Oh, okay. I thought she was like, from Katniss Everdeen. I was like, that's not real. (laughs) I hope this is some good insight for you. It is. (laughs) (laughs) 
keep up with a great podcast. We failed you this time. <laughs> Sorry about that. You guys are all doing great. Not too much. Um, I'm so glad that Mariah's now an official co-host. Really? Probably not after this. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sorry, but um, keep up the great insight. Really? Love she? Sophia. Oh yeah. my god, she talked about me. Yay! <laughs> Many uh, people do. Really? Yeah, everyone loves you. You're you're the star of the show. Still? Really? Yeah. No. I think so. <laughs> I think you're you're the most intelligent here. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Uh, it's been a long day. May's a busy month for me. It I, is. I can't. We got birthdays, both of us. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, about, that's about it. But it's still busy. That's about it. The big one seven. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you, definitely good insight wait, can on you that. Say your age. Yeah, I think we've already said we're in high school juniors. I think they just yeah, do the math. Yep. Well, good insight on that because we didn't know a lot of what she brought up. So yeah, and definitely keep emailing us in, guys, at nightlockpodcast at gmail dot com. I try and respond to all the emails. I was better at that at the beginning, but now, you know, life is busy, and you guys. Or emailing more and more, which is great, but I'll try and get to all your emails. I'll take some of the bulk. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on here. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. totally. If you, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe I'll log on to the account. Once in a while. Yeah. I'll hack it. Yeah. And I'll just answer some emails. Woo! Definitely. And pick out the good ones, put on the show and everything. Yeah. Or the bad ones. Put them on the show. Take it all. Take it all. (laughs) The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) All right. Well, if you're interested in starting your own website over at Squarespace, there's a two-week trial for you because you are a listener of Nightlock Podcast. So, to found, or are you? Just or kidding. Are you. <laughs> <laughs> to found and run your very own website, including your own domain name now, that's a new thing, so you can have .com, .org, .net, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You can email us hosts. You can email Raya now yeah. at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email us for any other questions, comments, concerns, complaints, or just to say hello. So that's, again, nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. And subscribe us on iTunes. iTunes, you can just search us, and you've probably already done that if you're listening to us. It's just a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> so also, of course, our website, nightlockpodcast.com, has most of that stuff. So we're going to wrap up the show since it's already I'm sorry. been, it's I've been so long enough. I'm sorry, yeah. I think we're all just it's done just, with school. and uh, Yeah. I think one more episode and school's over. So, so much for our first quarter quell. Yeah. We should name the episode quarter quell. Quarter quell. Quarter quell. I hate episode 25. <laughs> I hate slash. I hate <laughs> Oh, my God. I hate reading. It just doesn't work. That's all right. We got through it. We got through it. Yep. All right. Sorry again. Yep. All right. Bye. Well, we'll see you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't like you guys anymore. We're like hitting the chappy hour. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my weird, god. What we're oh saying. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys beginning of June, hopefully. Um, we have exams to get through. We got through AP exams. Now our final exams, yeah. and we should be good. But um, yeah, hopefully we can get another episode in there. If not, we'll pump out. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll be able to do. We'll do something. Summer stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Summer's we'll, going to be easier. But we're not abandoning you if there isn't an episode at the beginning of Ju- June. <laughs> if you get lonely, send us an email. Definitely, yeah. Or tweet us, tweet Facebook us. us, all that good stuff. Yay. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Kira. <laughs> just keep going. Just... Yep, I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Yep, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. All right. And so, which is a lie. <laughs> this is so bad. Which is a lie. I just can't. I can't. It's I'm feeling the pressure. I'm not good so under pressure. You're so mocking. If you stop mocking me, maybe I'll be okay. And that kind of thing. I don't know if this is like a PG type podcast, but it is. So, so I can't go into that. You're the one who created the podcast. You should know if it's PG. <laughs> but I don't know if there's like certain. No, we have kids listening to us. I actually have to tell you something after the show about that. But okay. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, can I just like mention it briefly, like the self harm thing? Well, you just did. Okay. Self harm. Um, no, so no, you're done. <laughs> So no, far, if they I'm know what it done. is, they know what it is. If they okay. don't, then they don't need well, to know what it is. I'm not going to elaborate. I'm just saying, like... And now, starting out with her. <laughs> like, way too much. And now, <laughs> the pattern post. <laughs> Alright. So how does this work? You just hit... No? Okay. That, that's how it works. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so I guess you just hit the play button and let okay. me know when time's up. But don't start yet. Okay. And then, uh, if you need to send in, uh, <laughs> oops, okay. <laughs> the directing was so good that I cried with the dog died. <laughs> I can't My mouth is just mush from reading so much. I can't, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm sorry. like a first Like really simple sentences. Like <laughs> I was happy. I was sad. <laughs> and reading, really, really, not reading. Saying it really slow and to the point. Oh my god. Do we fall apart when Matt leaves, or? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I do think that they celebrate birthdays in some way or another. They might be. <laughs> Not read today. This is an awful vibe. This is <laughs> the worst <laughs> episode we've ever had. This is, this is the episode being two five. Twenty five. This is two five. Two five. Two five. Third time. Third time Okay. We don't have water. That's the issue. Wait, what does water have to do with it? I don't know. That's definitely it. Yeah, that's definitely the issue. <laughs> 